moment. moment. Of clarity. Of clarity. Of clarity. Oh, baby, 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 baby. It's your man, Stefan G. And you are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity right here on the Promise Life Network. Moment of Clarity and, whoo, that was interesting. It was very. <laughs> they looking at me like, how do you do that? How do you just get back into radio mode like that? So we just had like, what, like an hour and a half long conversation sorting out all kinds of things about love and marriage and why and this and that and the other thing. And Mike as you and I have talked about off the air, we came back to a topic that we have rolled around a lot so far in this season of Moment of Clarity, and that's healing. Right. Somehow, everything we're talking about runs back towards the area of healing. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just what God has placed on us right now. Well, obviously it is. Yeah. (laughs) Or if it's just for a season or what, but everything we are looking at rolls back into healing. And I appreciate it because, you know, I had to go through that process. And Tina, when I tell you, like, I know it's hard for people to understand when I tell them what I went through when I went through my healing time, but I legit, and I was on, and this is when I was out of work, I didn't have a job, and then for a little while I had a job, but when I didn't have a job and I was going through that healing process, I legit would wake up in the morning, pray, cry, snot, eat lunch, cry, snot, you know, pick up my daughter from school, take care of her, blah, blah, blah cry, snot, go to sleep. That was my day every day, minus one or two days a week for three straight months. And during that time, I was getting rid of the abandonment from my mother, the rejection from my father, the the abuse from my stepfather, the use from all of those who wanted my gifts and my talent, but didn't want to love me instead. Um, everything, all of the the, the church hurt that I had from my first pastor, it all was coming out, but it came out because I went after it. I decided after the first couple of days of the crying and the snotting, I realized, look, there's a whole lot of junk in here that needs to come out. And I told God, I said, God, do it all now. I don't want to go through this for the rest of my life. I don't want to look up 10 years later and have another, you know, altercation. Oh, I got to get through all of this. Now I got to deal with my daddy. And then five years after that, oh, now I got to deal with my mama. And then seven, no, I was like, get it out. I was like, I know it's going to be painful. I know it's going to hurt. I know it's going to be the most excruciating thing I've ever run through in my entire life, but get it out now. And he absolutely, he absolutely came through on my prayer. And for three straight months, and then after I did get a job for a little while, it was wake up in the morning, pray, cry, snot, go to work, Take a break, go to the bathroom, cry and snot, come back, read a scripture, go to lunch, cry snot, read a scripture, come back to work, go to afternoon break, cry snot, come back to work, go home, pick up your daughter, put her to bed, go to sleep, cry snot. Like that's what it was because I wanted it out. I intentionally went after God over and over and over and over and over and over and over again to get this stuff out of me. And I'm saying all of that to say to everybody here, when you recognize there's something in you that is restricting you, whether it's fear, whether it's anger, whether it's hurt, whether it's frustration, whether it's resentment, whether it's control, whatever that thing is that is inside of you, whatever that trauma that you have experienced that the enemy is trying to take advantage of and restrict your life because of, go to God and get it out. Right, Joy? 
That is correct. When you said it took you three months because you realized you didn't want to do it over and over and over again. I'm at the age that I am right now going through it again because that information, you don't just sit and get it out all in one whop. You take your burdens to the Lord and you leave them there and then you might take some things back. I literally had to, in this stage, realize that all the stuff that I thought I had gotten okay with, it was just the surface. And that's all that was dealt with. And I walked away thinking, cheerleader joy. Hey, I got my stuff together. Nah. But it's just like, how do you know when you have complete healing in an area? That's a good question. I was, I was wondering the same thing. One of the main ways you know is that it doesn't resurface. Because the, the key is you first have to identify the root, right? I am acting out in this way, like we talked about last week with lust. I am acting out in sexual overtures because of a low self-esteem. I have a low self-esteem because I suffer from rejection. So I deal with the rejection. I don't deal with the low self-esteem per se. I don't deal with the sexual overtures per se. I focus on the rejection. I attempt to not have outrageous sexual overtures all the time. I attempt to uh, raise my self-esteem, but my focus is on the rejection and healing from the rejection and expressing the hurt and the pain that I went through in that rejection. And God, this is how it made me feel. And why didn't you, you know, come through for me? And why didn't you rescue me? And why did they do that to me? And I don't understand. And how do I get through and all of that and going through that process? And it's not overnight. It's not something you're going to do in a weekend. It's going to take days, weeks, maybe even months just to get through the rejection, depending on how deep that rejection was. And how many people rejected you and how long you've carried that rejection and compounded it with other things. And so then now that I'm focused on the rejection, let's say I get the rejection out and it's not completely out, but it's nowhere near as bad as it is. Let's say it's 75 percent resolved. Now I have to focus on raising my self-esteem because just because you got rid of the rejection doesn't mean your self-esteem's all good. You have created a pattern of lifestyle where you have low self-esteem that you have now have to reteach yourself and relearn. And so you got to go read all the books and talk to your counselor and get some, you know, therapy. And you got to, you know, say your affirmations. You got to do all of those Mm -hmm. things to raise the self-esteem. And then once you raise the self-esteem, you still have to deal with the fact that you're a horny dog that wants to screw everything that walks past you. And then you have to retrain yourself that because now you have value in yourself, you don't need that to validate your value because you don't suffer from the rejection because you have uh, forgiven those people that did those things and you've forgiven God for allowing those things to happen to you and so on and so on and so forth. And It is a process, man. And then when the next time someone comes or a situation comes, that rejection shows itself. How do you respond? It doesn't. Yeah. The response is identifying where I've come. How far have I come in this journey? And then sometimes, okay, well, what if you, what if you get to a situation where it's, you know, you felt like you've dealt with it and it's only months later that you really find out that, oh, I didn't handle that well. Do you go Go back back. in? That's that time. (sighs) What's more important? To have a healthy life, to be healthy, mind, body, and soul. So does it matter how long it takes? I mean, it shouldn't. There you go. But it doesn't stop that it does. Whether it matters is a choice. There we are with that word again. Everybody hates that word because everybody walks around life acting Mm -hmm. like it's something that happens to them. that They have no control over it. 
It's just something that happens to me. It matters just because it feels like it matters. And so I'm just going to let it matter. No, it matters because you've chosen that it matters. When you choose that this is more important, then this becomes more important. And it doesn't matter how long it takes. Once, once being healed holds a higher value to you than you getting the life you want as fast as you can get it, then it won't matter how long it takes. And something that I'm learning in my healing process is I had to want to heal for healing's sake, not heal because I want to get something or not healing because, well, Lord, please, Jesus, make me whole because I want to be a good wife for my next husband. No, I got to heal because I want to be whole, not to prove anything or to accomplish anything other than my wholeness and my healthy. Exactly. I want to heal because I want to be the best me version of me that God has created. I want to be the version of me that God has created me to be. Not I want to heal so that I can go live the best life ever. You know, not that my healing is less important than me hurrying up and finishing this thing so that I can live my best life. So I'm not wasting time because God, I got a career and I got dreams and I got a business to build. I'm trying to find a husband and all of these other things. I'm trying to find a wife. I want to buy a house. All of that cannot have a higher place on the priority list than your healing. I remember telling my wife she was going through a process of healing and she felt like she didn't have time to heal because she had responsibilities. Jesus. And she mm. was like, she was mm-hmm. like, but can we bring her in the studio? <laughs> she, but no, for real. She was like, but I have to cook for my family. And I looked at her. I said, we going to eat just fine. I am more concerned with you healing than I ever am. You cooking. I ate before I met you. I'll eat while you're healing. Go heal. This I'm telling you, you all in my life forever. Everything that's been going on in my life this past week, I felt was, okay, I don't have time. I don't have time to sit in my own stuff. My brother's sick. I don't have time to sit in my own stuff. My nephew got shot. I don't have time to sit in my own stuff because, you know, my daughter's going through hell and, and back. But if I don't sit in my own stuff, well, what good am I going to be to myself or anybody else? I got to I got to do it. And not only that, she's also going to compound all of those things that happen on top of the fact that she hasn't healed yet. Yeah. So I guess my more of my question would be is how do you heal and then go through life? Because some and people are not know. married. Yeah. So people don't have that responsibility of saying someone being like, you know what? I got it. Why you why you handle this? People still have to carry the weight of the world and still manage to heal at the same time. So how do you create that balance? Because I can't be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to stop working for about a month and a half, take some personal time, personal leave, so I can just heal. People don't have time like that. Like, if you take me for example. What's more important? I mean, that's a debatable question. because work. It is a debatable question. That's why I'm asking you, what is more important? Right now in my life? No, not right now. Overall, what is more important? Gosh, there's like so many things that come to my head. There's your problem. Oh. That's your problem. Because, and I'm not telling you you got to quit your job in order to heal. No. But if healing is the paramount thing, if healing is number one priority, if being in right standing and best uh, version of yourself on behalf of Christ is the number one priority, then you do it on your break. 
You do it at your lunchtime. You do it every free second you have in your life. It's just like they tell people who are running a business and working a job at the same time. You got to keep the job to pay the bills, but that means every free second you have is dedicated to your business. Because if you ever want to come off that job, you got to work this business like it's the priority. Same thing with your healing. If your healing is the priority, then every free moment you have, every second you can get away from your job, every moment. And your moment, entrepreneur endeavors. Absolutely. And everything. Everything. People, people at my nine to five job have stopped in at certain periods of time to say, Joy, are you okay? Because I'm snotting and crying in my cubicle. Don't want to be. God, why? You know, I can't, I can't be that. I got to be tough in this Department of Defense environment. Sometimes when you really get in it, you sometimes don't get to choose your places and times either when you really want it. What's that that she's experiencing? One person can say she's experiencing she's experiencing a bad place where she's crying at work, blah, 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 blah. Another person is saying she's experiencing the opportunity for somebody to love her that she didn't realize loved her because they saw her crying and starting at her job. And if she didn't take the time to go through and be in that place, that person wouldn't have an opportunity to love her. And be like, you know what, Joy, come on, let's take a walk. Mm -hmm. Come talk to me. Come tell me what's going on. Come tell me what you're experiencing, how you're feeling. But that person can't make you feel bad. Only God can make you feel whole. What is that person going to do? Just to be an extra ear to talk to? Who? She doesn't need ears to talk to? I feel like God talking to, isn't talking. Just a question. But if we're healing, isn't that something that we take to God? Not only. But he's the one that can heal us. He's the one that can heal us, but he heals us through many different areas in many different ways. If this man didn't get on my last nerve, I wouldn't have been in the closet in the first place. So God used him to push you into healing. And right. yes, but my question is, okay, so you're looking for the step-by-step process. You again. know, oh. yeah. You're and looking for step one, step two, step three again. And this conversation, I mean, all, all of our, all of our radio broadcasts are an opportunity to have an ear and, and to listen and have somebody say something. You're so. telling me, you're asking me, am I only supposed to go to God to heal when you've sat here right now and healed little bit by little bit sitting in that chair? You've come to revelations and realizations sitting in that chair that you will now take back to God to help you heal. Yeah, that's but that's pushing me into it. Okay, that's different from I'm in my healing process, like Joy said, and someone and you're saying. But what I'm saying is the listening ear didn't help. It just opened my eyes to realize that there's an area that needs to be healed. And what's wrong with that? I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. What I'm saying is what you just said a while ago to Joy. You stated a while ago to her that having a listening ear helps you heal. That's what you just said happens. It pushes you into God. That's how it helps you heal. But she's already went to God and is trying to keep and already knows where your healing is, right? So that's what I'm saying. Okay, hold on. I I get what you're saying, but the answer is both. It's not one or the other. Right. The answer is both. Okay. You talk to God, you talk to people. God didn't place you here on this planet by yourself. He put you here around billions of people. And in that situation, he showed himself to me via somebody else because I've never had anybody ask me a question. Joy just sat here and told you she felt unlovable. Put your business out there. Joy just sat here and told you she felt unlovable, yet on her job she experienced love that she could have only experienced if she was going through the healing process. Yeah. To help her feel like she is lovable. (laughs) That's the true saying. It's both. It's both. And so don't live your life looking for a way to refute 
what God is trying to tell you. Don't live your life every time God says something to you, you go, but what if this? But what if that? But I feel like this. But I feel like that. But what if somebody? But how come this? But it, just take it as the truth. Did you have to put it in a female voice? <laughs> but what if this? But what if that? But how come? I was just doing her voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how I sound. Oh, okay. <laughs> but take it. You know it's the truth or it wouldn't bother you so much. I know it's the truth, but just adding people to it, to a certain extent, I feel it should be limited. Why? Because you got that place of fear. Or the lack of trust in others. You just said, I am afraid to. Go ahead and finish the sentence. Right now? Yeah. No, you ain't forget. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't forget. But that's what you, you proclaim that fear. And then now you're going to say, I don't want to add people to this process. What is that based on? That same fear you just proclaimed. Yeah, because again, you're opening up to somebody. Go to him and deal with it. Stop trying to figure it out here on earth and go to Jesus. I mean, I can go to Jesus. I'm just saying, can we just stay with Jesus? Like, can no. this be a me and Jesus thing? No. Okay, so Did I got to be like, okay, I'm going to be crying and I'm going to go to Jesus. And then someone's going to come and be like, Tina. So you telling I me. I feel like you're hurt. Come tell me your business. Right. So I can figure out. Exactly. Because you just said you got a trust issue. And so you need to learn how to trust people. And the way he's going to teach you how to trust people is to get you to tell your business to people. two people. <laughs> that, I don't like that process. No, you sure don't, do you? Oh, Michael, are you a witness? Michael, are you a witness? That's my come through. <laughs> are you a witness? You want me to bail you out of the truth? Are you a witness? My fear. Yeah. You got you got to start stop the what ifs. You got to stop trying to figure out a way out of it. Trying to find a way that this doesn't work so I don't have to do it because I'm afraid of it. There's no way out. The only way out is it's to put through. your two fingers up and say, deuces, I'm done. I'm not doing this. You've got that choice. You won't be on this radio show, but you got that choice. <laughs> so it's a, a pre-requirement just to get some healing. Listen, I try to tell you, <laughs> you're going to be on this show. You're going to have to be saved a little bit. I have, I feel, I feel Mike has some words of wisdom. He I've, wants been to waiting, I've been waiting on this because it's so common. I, I actually, I don't. I'm actually kind of taking in a lot of it because I, because I've experienced a lot of what she, she has experienced. Yeah. And there's, it's, it's difficult. It is. Because there's, I tend to be that kind of person that overanalyzes everything. So I'm the kind of person that says, what if this, what if that? Just kind of like what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And God, sometimes God is like what he's saying. Uh, nope. Here it is. And you're like, but, but, but no, no, here it is. You got to do this. So. So we're doing this together. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I just don't want to do it alone. So okay. you've invited someone in. We're getting, we're yeah, getting look there. At that. Look at Jesus. Y'all, that could, y'all can, that could be the listening ear right there. We're, we're <laughs> doing this together. But for real though, folks, like I said, we've been talking about a lot of healing and I've been on a healing kick for the better part of the last six months. Everybody I'm talking to, there's some aspect of healing going on. So if you're listening to the show and you've been listening to the last few episodes, please heal. Please find Jesus. If you don't know what to do, if you're looking for a step-by-step manual, maybe me and Mike will write a book and we'll put it out there <laughs> as close to a step-by-step manual as we can possibly find. Mm-mm. Maybe if, if uh, inbox Mm-mm. us, email us, inbox the Facebook page. But you just said there's page. no steps. Mm-mm. There is no steps, Mm-mm. but there are things to do. 
It doesn't mean you do this first, you do the second, you do this third. But remember, I just walked you through a minute ago the process. You go to the root, then you deal with the low self-esteem. Now you still got to deal with being a, a horny dog. Like all For of the that. record, that was not my process. Horny dog, low self-esteem. And what's really amazing, too, is there could be a reason you're going through this. Like Stefan went through all of that so he could help others going through the same thing. Oh, I thought I went through it so I could get my super gorgeous wife. Mm. Looking. No, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Which that was I love, by why. the way. She just texted me. And everybody I've talked to says the same thing. I thought I had already done this. And you know what? I will say this. So a couple of years back, I started reading The Bait of Satan. And this Ooh, just I an love example. that book. Oh my gosh. I read through, I used to teach the class at one point. I know, right? I'm not all the way safe anymore, y'all. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so <laughs> I started teaching and I went through so much healing, so much like opening and watching the enemy when he would try to do it, like, ooh, I caught that. Bum, 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 say this. Thank you, Jesus. Keep it moving. And then after a while, you don't realize it, but it starts happening again. And then you you read Bay Satan again and you're like, dang, I feel that this, 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 and this. Yep. So I feel like it's a constant cycle. Well, the cycle is only there because we're not dealing with the root of the issue. Mm. If the root of the issue is resentment, and we got to deal with resentment. But we don't know that the reason we're a perfectionist is because of resentment. We just think we like things done a certain way. We don't know that the reason that we are covetous to other people's things, we just think we just like, I just like nice things. Nah, you're greedy. And the reason you're greedy is because you resent that you grew up with nothing. But see how you can easily put that, I went through this because of this, this, and this. I can say, okay, I'm, I have this pain and not know that this pain could be something from years ago. You're absolutely right. Most people don't know because most people have never taken the time to try to go to Jesus and talk to him about it and get some therapy and find a counselor to help them connect those dots so they can get that healing. Counselors are expensive. They just, <laughs> it is. They are. It's an investment. But there's places you can go to that will offer counseling for a, a, a rate based off of how much you make. And if you need to know any of them, inbox Moment of Clarity on Facebook and we'll send you some. But yeah, you gotta do it, man. You gotta do it. And you're right, people don't know, but they also don't take the time to find out because they don't wanna go through the pain. Because they don't wanna hurt. Because they feel better thinking they're okay. It makes them feel better about themselves to think they're okay than to recognize I got issues and then, or they get to the place where they're, I got issues, but everybody got issues. I don't think people are, I don't think it's so to say that people just think they're okay. I honestly, for me personally, it wasn't the fact that I didn't think I was okay. It, I took it as this is what life has taught me. So this became my truth. And really, truly, right. it wasn't a truth. That's why I hate the words my truth. Yeah. I do. There's no such thing as your truth and my truth. There is the truth. There is. I, I can't I can't agree with that because there's you don't like have for example to agree if you give me right. if you give me advice on something your advice is coming off based off your experience that doesn't mean it's your truth it just means it's your experience but the truth is the truth regardless of your experience it's just a going in term. a plane going in a plane would make you think that the gravity is not truth it's a great example but that doesn't mean gravity is not still the truth and then not only I can get into a David Taylor moment now. Go what's tr- what's truer? <laughs> so the truth is still the truth. It's just your level of of recognition of it mm-hmm. and understanding of it. It doesn't change the truth. It's just your level of recognition and understanding it, which grows as you become more mature. 
the truth to you two weeks ago was that lust was not a sin. The truth to you today is that lust is a sin. Guess what? The truth that lust is a sin didn't change because you didn't believe it. It still was a sin when you didn't think it was a sin. That's why I don't like my truth because my truth says lust isn't a sin. That's my truth because I don't believe that I believe as long as you don't act on it, you're fine. But that's not the truth. That's your truth. Your truth doesn't hold any merit. What is the truth? Let me talk about my truth like that. (laughs) Watch out. (laughs) Quick show today, but that's because we talked for an hour and a half without the microphones on. So moment of clarity, Stefan G. Listen, go leave us a review. I've said this over and over again. I appreciate those of you who have left reviews, but go leave a review. Leave a five-star review. Don't leave four stars. Don't leave three stars. Leave five stars. If you don't believe we're a five-star show, inbox us at facebook.com slash Radio and tell us why, and we'll get it fixed. Moment of Clarity on Instagram, at Radio, and we will catch y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Later.